And welcome back to the Delaware Boys Nice Football Podcast. Ryan, say what's up to the people. What's going on, people? Glad to be back. Took a week off for um, some personal reasons on the other side. But uh, hey, we're back, baby. Better than ever. Uh, here for a recap of what was that? Week three. Yeah. Um, I ain't got nothing to hide, man. Um, week two last week. Uh, if you only follow Ryan and you, you know, I mean, you don't follow me. You know, well, a <laughs> shame on you. Sorry to hear that. But um, my grandfather passed away. Uh, so last week was getting everything ready and prepared for the funeral. Friday was a funeral. Um. You know, we're doing good. Take it one day at a time. Uh, obviously, just want to tell everyone, in that moment, football did not mean – football didn't even come close. Okay. Uh, so, rest in peace, Pops. We love you. Fly high. Continue to watch over the family. We love you. We miss you. God bless the Chalmers family. Thank you, guys. Um, but we're back. We're back. We missed week two. Um uh, and we apologize for that, but we were pretty interactive on Twitter with you guys as much as we possibly could be. But we're here, week three recap, baby. Let's ride. Um, I want to start with this. Granted, the injury did not happen on prime time. Between Sunday night and Monday night, I feel like these injuries have sucked. It's every year, man. Every Dude, year, this year has been terrible. I mean, is it any worse than any other year? I feel like it just started earlier than the running back. The running back market and landscape is awful. It's absolutely abysmal. This is the worst I've seen it. But what I'm referring to here, um, rejoice! No, no RB drafters. (laughs) In a one o'clock game, uh, we watched Mike Williams, who was having a hell of a game, seven catches, buck twenty, and a tutty. um, You know, on his way to a wide receiver fifteen, standing right now. you know, just as good as it was two years ago in 23 years ago, excuse me, 2019, 2020 season, we were going to, he was a wide receiver 10. You know what I mean? That's, that's the Mike Williams we were getting this year. He looked good. Right. There's ACL in a game with the Vikings. Um, obviously it's, it's very, very sad how this is playing out. By the way, this is how we started out our article. Uh, I finished the waiver wire article. It is on RPO site for the week three, going into the week four for the waiver wire editions. Be sure to check that out. Very, you know, very proud of that one. Um, but yeah, the injury landscape sucks. I just want to get that out there. I mean, it's tough, especially it's tough stuff like that going down. I mean, it happens all the time, but I mean, it's not even the worst of it. Michael is not. We didn't even get to cover the Saquon injury because we missed a, We missed that week. I mean, we didn't get to talk about Nick Chubb. Nick, I mean, Nick Chubb's. I Eckler. mean, luckily it's just the MCL. Somehow, some way that wound up only being an MCL injury, which is, I mean, he's done for the season. But like for his I don't future, believe, I truly don't believe it though. I truly don't believe it. You think it's just? You think it's more than just his MCL? Absolutely. I mean, it looked really, really bad. But bro, I was watching that in real time, and I saw that like. You know, at first it like it looked bad in like in real time, but then you slow it down, and you know what I mean they they so they put emphasis on this. Chris Collinsworth specifically would like pause it and then would watch Minka just run absolutely obliterate his knee. It just looked awful. It was disgusting. It's because Chris Collinsworth is a sick man. <laughs> I hate that guy. Um. So yeah. So let's just get into the running back landscape. Some things I want to talk about. I mean, dude, between Chubb, Barkley, Eckler, 
Dobbins going down. JT not yeah. JT not playing. Uh, I'm, it's bad. The running back landscape. The top ten running backs. It looks abysmal when it comes to your draft. Um, yeah, I mean Raheem Mostert and A Chain, which we'll get into later. I'm sure are both um, are both, both top, top ten running. Are they took both top five. They're both top five. Yeah, Mostert's number one. A Chain's number five. This is what we're dealing with. I mean, and yeah. Josh Jacobs went in the third round of your drafts, and he's he's nowhere to be found in the top twenty. <laughs> I feel like the fall off for Jacobs was inevitable, though. That was okay. I'm not. I wasn't asking to repeat at running back in the top three running backs. I I mean, but top twenty five, like, bro, let's get this shit together. This is true. This is true. But yeah, no injury landscape, running back landscape. It's all it's all rough already. Um. But, I mean, does that mean you get these injuries out of the way and that way playoffs come around, all these guys are back and healthy? Dude, any injuries are just – it's part of the game. Yeah. But we're not done with injuries. We're not. No. It's going to be a weekly thing. It's, it's – Yeah. It's physical... I mean, so that's why you need to really be careful about how you've had constructed your team. You need to be aggressive on the waiver wire. If you realize you have holes in your lineup you need to address, address them. Um, so things like that, but before we get started, um, we had a tweet from, from a fan here who wanted us to discuss a trade and I have no problem doing so. So let me bring it up. I'm going to bring it up to you. Um, so obviously he, he drafted fields, um, with the impression that fields was going to be, you know, a top five guy, like most of the fantasy community did. Um, this is a redraft format. So one one QB PPR redraft. Um, the question is Jerome Ford. He didn't specify what his running back landscape looks after Jerome Ford. So if we're throwing okay. Jerome Ford in this trade, I'm assuming the running back landscape of his roster isn't good anyway. I'm assuming he lost Chubb personally. Uh, it could be anybody. <laughs> or go on, go on, go on. So it's Jerome Ford, DJ Moore, trade away for Devontae Smith, Joe Burrow, and Najee. I think it's a complete smash of a deal. Um, the highest percentage of your points week in, week out come from your quarterback. Um, in a situation where you didn't have to spend a necessarily extremely high pick on Justin Fields, I'm assuming in a one QB league anywhere around six to round eight in that range. Um, he was paired together with like, you know, the Herberts, Trevors, Justin Fields, right. the, in that yeah. range. Um, but still, around sixth, around eight pick. Uh, Burrow, who hasn't looked very good in himself. Uh, obviously, I'm blaming that on the calf injury. Um, Demonte Smith, who a wide receiver two, we have both pegged with wide receiver one upside. Great, great, uh, great wide receiver there. And then Najee, whew. So just just for me to clarify on my end, he's getting Burrow Smith. He's getting Burrow. He's getting Najee. Okay. Okay. And he's I just want to make sure I have my my sides right. Okay. Right. So he's trading. He's trading DJ Moore, Jerome Ford. If you're looking at DJ Moore outside of his hundred yard game last week, disappeared until he caught that twenty yard touchdown in late in the fourth quarter. Garbage time. Garbage time. Mm-hmm. I granted, I know. I know that you know garbage points are still fantasy points. Right. Um, I still have DJ Moore as a top 20 wide receiver in my, in my rankings, um, for the limited amount of volume. And the, I mean, my man threw for 99 pass yards last week. 
I don't know what else to say. But the last two, the last two weeks prior, I mean, he was still pushing over 200 passing yards. Um, but I think any chance to get Fields out of your lineup with how abysmal this has been, right? How this start has been, I think you have to take Burrow. You have to take it. I mean, I think honestly, rest of season, Jerome Ford or Najee Harris. That's a tough question. That's a very so tough sad. question. So sad. And uh, he he mentions Kareem Hunt. Um, and to be honest with you, I have to pull it up because I'm I, obviously we know Kareem Hunt had no offseason. We had you know had no prep. I still don't. I I have to look at this number because this number is something that is going to bother me. What was his snap percentage? I want to say it was relatively low for this game. I think it was like. 20%. Oh, I'm talking about Kareem Hunt. Okay. I'm yeah, talking about Kareem Hunt. You're for us to about like 52, 56, somewhere in there? Talking about Kareem. Yeah, talking about Kareem Hunt. Um, I do not expect him to play 20% of snaps. I expect him to play more than that. Kareem Hunt, you know, obviously they passed on, on Kareem Hunt for Jerome Ford last year um, or going into this season. But a guy who is – you know, who knows the system, he's capable of producing in a passing role. He's, you know, I mean, he's capable of taking some carries here and there. I think he's a thorn in your side for this guy, Jerome Ford. Obviously, he was a thorn for Nick Chubb for many years. Um, I still expect Jerome Ford to produce as the running back one of this team. But I don't think it's pretty regardless. Nobody's Nick Chubb. You cannot right. no. I think it's going to be pretty close to 1A, 1B when it's all said and done, to be honest with you. Um, but just, like, if he's getting Burrow, I think it's – I mean, of the two, I mean, they're both struggling pretty hard right now. But I think Burrow, it's just it's just the injury. Um, so, one, so one injury related and the other guy's just, just playing shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 99 passing yards is unacceptable. I don't – I mean – I get like his rushing upside. Like, yeah, he still probably wasn't awful in fantasy despite only throwing 99 yards. But yeah, Burrow. I don't know. Yeah, we won. Burrow had 80 passing yards. (laughs) Let's just just let Burrow figure it out as the season goes. I have no problem with the trade at all. I guarantee you, Burrow probably went around higher than Fields in the first place. If I if I was guessing, Um, I think it's a great time to buy Burrow in general. I mean, he is playing terrible. I mean, he won last week, but even last week he didn't look like himself. But I think by mid-season. <laughs> well, also, I, I do want to reiterate the fact that T. Higgins leads the league in drops to start the year. Yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying it's all it's all Higgins' fault, or you know, what I mean, Jamar Chase wasn't going. He had he just got going, but uh, they collectively the offense isn't the Bengals we know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give me the burrow stuff out. Give me the burrow side. Yeah, I'll take burrow. Isn't that a terrible question though, Jerome Ford or Najee Harris the rest of the season? I mean, it's 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 awful. I mean, honestly, it could be Jerome Ford for being real. I mean, Najee's so far, man, Jalen Warren looks like the better running back. He looks like the better receiving back. They're both averaging under four yards per carry. So I don't let's, care, man. Najee real here. the ball. I guess. I'm just like, okay, well, he's gonna get what, maybe three yards on this run. If not, stop behind the line. Okay, buddy. <laughs> um, week three recap. It, the, the game that stands out to me, obviously people want to talk about 
people want to talk about, you know, the Miami Dolphins scoring 70 points. It was a prolific game. It was a awesome game. It is the game to talk about. I don't know what you're about to say. What I want to talk about, I want to talk about, because I own a shit ton of shares of this man, I want to talk about Justin Herbert. That's who I want to talk about. I'm gonna hold my tongue on that one, but yeah, I go Herbie, baby. About Justin Herbert. Um, my man, my man had seven completions all day, seven hey, incompletions baby. all day, bro. <laughs> he was forty of forty-seven for four hundred yards and three touchdowns. I mean, I hate to say it like this, but it was Minnesota's defense. But oh, still, now, I mean, so now you want to agree with me that Minnesota's defense is historically bad. <laughs> They're historically. I'm 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 fully aware that the Vikings defense is my man Keenan Allen threw a 50 yard bomb. <laughs> um anyway, now nah, it was it's cool because like I dude in the we own I own Justin Herbert everywhere. The asleep in the bread aisle league too. What Justin Herbert out there swinging the rock. I love it. Um so let's jump into the Chargers itself. Uh Mike Williams goes down. I, I wrote in the article that long-term Quentin Johnson, I think does have upside going into the 2023 season here. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's pump the brakes. Um, you know, a guy who has yet to play over 27% of the snaps, offensive snaps for the, uh, for the chargers. Give me Josh Palmer. Um, comes in, fills in great seven catches last yesterday or Sunday, excuse me, shoot, losing my days Sunday for 60 yards and a touchdown. It's a mm-hmm. hell of a way to step in. Um, last year, we know they dealt with injuries. Three top 20 or top 30 uh, wide receiver finishes and then two top 10s. Josh Palmer has been productive. Josh Palmer is a viable wide receiver too. Um, if I'm going to take the if I'm going to take the upside in the short term, it's Josh Palmer over Quentin Johnston. Yeah, short term, absolutely. That's what I was going to get into myself. Short term, if you're looking to win for now – it's definitely Palmer, but I think long term, I don't really think you draft a rookie in the first round where they did as the water super two out of the class. Obviously, the guy they believe in. You would think as the season goes on, he gets more and more involved as he gets used to this offense, especially with Mike Williams going down. I think it's uh I think it's Palmer for now, but I think come towards the end of the season, I think you'll see Johnston step into the, that role. At least get more than twenty percent of snaps. At least that. I mean, I have no disagreement. I'm a big fan of Quentin Johnson and himself. Uh, always did like him coming in the pre-draft process. I'm not the biggest but, fan, but he'll still get involved with <laughs> whether I like I mean, it or not. It just it, <laughs> the question is is like obviously we had Jordan Addison pegged as the wide receiver who has the clearest role and the clearest yeah. outlier to eat to. Yeah fantasy production from the start and that has turned to be true um Mm -hmm. but now here's quentin johnson's here's quentin johnson's chance you know what i mean yeah i mean this is his opportunity i think it'll come i mean like i said i do too i'm not i have no ill will towards it but like i said for the next if i have to take like a four-week outlook from this point on three to four weeks give me palmer yeah absolutely now palmer yes 100%. 100%. Playoffs could be a different story. Right. But like you said, if if you just lost Mike Williams, I think the guy you go for is Palmer. But 
Yeah, Smitty has Smitty has Palmer on his roster as well in that in your league. Just so you know, I just thought I just looked at that by the way. Um, <clears throat> so on top of that, I do want to talk about one thing. One thing. So in this game, it's a shootout type game. Not as much as I thought it would be. Both teams score under thirty, but still a good game though. Kirk Cousins. Leads the league in passing touchdowns. Leads the league in passing yards. QB Right. So let's talk about this terrible clock management, right? Cool. Everybody wants to talk about it. But did you see the TJ Hawkinson play? That's my question, too. Yeah, no, nah, we've seen it. We've seen it. We, we've Bro. had a conversation about it. I mean, Bro. I know that's the ball that's supposed to be thrown, but, man – it's I. It's the prototypical tight end clock. play. It's it's, it's the, the clock prototypical him, tight end play. The game was sealed. Nothing, TJ box out. Hey, TJ, TJ over to the fat lady sings, baby. The year or the uh, excuse me the the play is you you get at least one yard into the end zone. You box out your defender. Kirk puts a beautiful ball on the right shoulder. That. I don't care. That play is on TJ, a hundred and ten percent. That's tough, man. That's it's, it's tough. And I own a lot of TJ Hawkinson. It, it was on Hawk. I'll admit it. But man, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins keeps getting hit and hit. Social media hates him. Everybody, everybody's screaming, Kirk <clears throat> Cousins, get him out of there, dude. He's Kirk Cousins. The what most do you What do you want the man to do? I mean, given. They only gave up 28 points this game. He had a chance to win it. Yeah. He put the ball on the money. I do think the clock management thing was bad. It was bad. No question. I think either way, that was probably the play call, whether they wasted time or not. But it's it's tough. I I don't like to Kirk slander. Bro, no question. No question. Terrible clock management. You get the ball. You're on the ball at 30 – so the play is running at 35 seconds. You get the snap off with what 14, 13 yeah. seconds. Okay. So we where where did 20 to 22 seconds go? Okay. No, no question. That's a that's a that's bad. Yeah. But the game is sealed. That was a perfect football on my fucking tight end's shoulder. I hope you didn't lose a week because of that. That's all I'm saying. No, I didn't lose a week because I'm just <laughs> – but my point is, is like stop – don't blame it all on Kirk Cousins. When your defense is yeah. bad like this, when, you're, when your defense on average is giving up over 30 points a game and you have to score 30 just to be in a game, just realize it's not all on Kirk Cousins' fault. The Vikings also have a huge issue with holding on to the football this year. I don't know why. It's bad. It's bad. So that's what I wanted to say about that game. Let's jump into it, man. 70 points. That's hard to do. It's so scary because, like, I was sitting there what when it was, like, 56 to 17 or something like that. I'm sitting there like, all right, they're probably done. That's that's it. And then you get A-chain, and I feel like every time they go back to the game, it's just them scoring another touchdown. I mean, it was so – it's perfect. Never, never seen anything like it in my right, life. It's perfect. In my lifetime, I don't think I've ever seen a seventy-point game, and I probably won't again. I mean, that was just unparalleled, just beat down. 
it was a perfect game plan. Um, I, so I remember when they said Pat Sertan, and obviously we all know Pat Sertan's father um, was a coach for the for the Miami Dolphins, uh, DB coach. <clears throat> Gave his son some uh, some tips on how to guard Tyree Kill. So first touchdown in the game, Tyree breaks that bitch off sixty yards. <laughs> so much of the tips. Yeah, I think Tyreek ended the game with what, like 11 catches, 157 and a touchdown. Remember this, too. This is the best part about it. This offense puts up 70, and they don't even have Jalen Waddle. I mean, Waddle's in, Waddle's in the concussion protocol. He doesn't play. I get it, but they're not going to put any more than 70 points up with or without Waddle. No, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, is like, is like when you when you don't have when you don't have Waddle on the field and you can just take away one side of the field. You know what I mean? And you can just focus on wherever Tyreek's going. It's crazy. Because if you look at the game, Tua, 400 passing yards. Great game. Mostert. You know what I mean? Mostert had four touchdowns and over 120 scrimmage yards. A-chain, 260 scrimmage yards, four touchdowns. Tyreek, 157. You know what I mean? Like, it was just – it was a masterful game, man. Mike – Mike is doing a hell of a job down there in Miami. It's it's been a lot of fun to watch. Dude's going said, for coach of the year and his quarterback's going for MVP. That's I the, did that's say Tua playing on right now. I did say Tua was my dark horse to win MVP. Here we are. Everybody thought I was crazy. Here we are. That's wild. I mean, there's still a lot of season left so far, man. This offense right. Right. Kind of crazy. Kind of it's crazy. just uh, this is the game that scares me at Buffalo. This right. is the game this that is, terrifies this me. The, this is the big test for them. It is. It is. And it scares me too. Obviously, I don't. I don't think you know. It's, it's like a replication. Things can just happen. But this is where Tua got obliterated last year. I mean, yeah. laid out. Granted, they don't play Cincinnati this year, so you got to worry about that one. <laughs> But True. this is the game that scares me. If he makes it through this game, and you know you don't got to worry about it, you see him, you see him in Miami later in the year, fine. But this game is the game that scares me. What in the cold at Buffalo, out of his element? Just man, <laughs> bro, keep all keep all Buffalo Bill pass rushers away from Tua. <laughs> God bless this man. God bless Tua. Um, dude, I we I don't want to see him get hurt again. I just hope he has a clean year. We can just see a a full clean year from Tua. See what he can do, man. I don't yeah, know. because if I dude, if I get to like, I'm already willing to put him there. No question. I, I just have to see like, because like honestly, he's done a great job of not getting hit, which has been a phenomenal thing to see. Because right. I'm ready to put him inside my top eight for dynasty QBs. No question, I'm ready to do it. But yeah, well, he was our – I mean, he that wouldn't even move him up that much. I think he was our nine going into the season. Was he not? No, he was 12. 12? Okay. But I'm ready to put him over Kyler Watson. I, I already personally do. I'm ready to move Fields. I'm ready – Fields is in like – Fields for me is like 14. If we're on that sub, the same subject, is T-Law, does he go below T-Law at this point? Or is T-Law still – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never had Fields over T-Law. Oh no! I'm saying like, does no. he move over T-Law? Yeah, uh, I'll be honest with you. 
I think the T-Law panic meter is rising a little bit, but it's not at the point where I'm ready to move it. I'm at like a three, four with T-Law. Fields, I'm at a nine. Fields, we're we're past we're past panic. Like we're panicked. Here's the thing about Fields, which I think this panic is a little bit um, overblown. He started the season worse last year. And as the season went on, he got better and better and turned into the fantasy darling. Now, can you do that back-to-back seasons with how bad some of these play calls are and how rough his passing looks so far? I I, I don't know. But all yeah, of but look, is this time last year, he was playing the same exact way he was playing. And yeah, but – the day of the season. Something something looks slower about Fields, like – I mean, his, I'm not, I'm not saying he's like, it's bad. Like, dude, there's, there's a couple of plays. Like, the pick six to Shaq Barrett, the offense literally ran the same running back screen off the right guard three consecutive plays. Right. That's terrible. That's terrible. Um, there's, there's no effort from Chase Claypool to certain extents. Like, I see a lot. I don't see a whole lot of effort coming from him. I know he caught a 20-yard touchdown in game two. Whatever. I don't like that. There's there's clean pockets that Fields is getting. He's missing receivers on his reads. There's a lot of things that concern me. Um, I just – I'm not seeing a progression where I feel comfortable. I'm not saying that it's all Fields. Like, play calling comes into it. Right. Obviously, protection schemes come into it. Obviously, he's not seeing the cleanest of pockets all the time. But it, it's not all Fields. But I'll be honest with you, the whole situation itself scares me because – if you're in situation for the first round pick, that scares me. A for Caleb Williams, if this is a possibility, and B, it's, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, and B, it scares me for the long term outlook of any QB that's in Chicago. I mean, I think Eberflus is a big, a, a big part of this. I don't love him as a coach. I think. <laughs> The Bears had one pick last year. They traded away to the Panthers so they can go get Bryce Young. If they get the one pick again because of Fields' performances, I mean, he, he's lost, what, how many straight games? Ten straight? Six, ten straight games? He hasn't won He hasn't won a football game. I, I saw. I know on ESPN they said that he hasn't won a football game since last October. Yeah. So, I mean. We're approaching a year, a year yeah. of, of winning football. Losing football, <laughs> of winning a game. Yeah, we're approaching a year. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He yeah. has his stat line in twenty-seven career starts is a, it's awful. It's bad. Yeah. So um, I mean, it's not good. But I think <clears throat> get Eberflus out, and then maybe give one more shot with like an actual coach, and then go from there. But it's gonna be it's it's hard to have two number one picks back to back seasons and not capitalize on Caleb Williams. All I'm saying is. I'm tired of talking about Justin Fields. I want to talk about how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? I mean, is that supposed? To, were they supposed to be an impressive team? I mean, it looked totally different this week. I mean, granted, I'm talking. Granted, I know it is rough playing with three <laughs> offensive linemen out. It oh was. no! Don't give me that shit, man. Come on, dude. You can't. <laughs> The Giants fucking came back and beat and handled the Cardinals handily. They, I, I don't know what to say about the Cowboys. I mean, they looked fantastic the first two weeks, and then they get the Cardinals, and it's like the engine stopped. Stopped. 
The, well, the Pollard defense did. didn't look the same, and the offense didn't even look really well, look. Pollard's same. Pollard's engine didn't stop. Pollard was I mean, still doing Pollard things. <laughs> Pollard Pollard did good, but I mean, outside of that, Dak didn't look great. Bro, my man threw in the triple coverage in the end zone. <laughs> so, like, what what am I to think about the Cowboys now? Like, what don't they have the? No, 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 not yet. I was gonna say they have the 49ers, but I don't think that's anytime soon. Honestly, I don't know who's on. I don't know who's on the slate for the Cowboys next. Yeah, I don't know either. I will actually, but, but nonetheless, man, I don't. We'll see how they look next week, dude. That week was I couldn't believe my eyes. I just thought like, okay, bad drive, bad drive. They're gonna come back eventually. As the game went on, I'm like, wow, this is this is really gonna be the Cardinals upsetting. Dude, Josh Dobbs looks so good. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to talk about the Cowboys because we've kind of discussed them a little bit. Let's talk about the Cardinals for two seconds. I just want to say I think if Kyler Murray's starting the season, I think they're three and zero right now. Honestly, I do. I too. think they have a legit shot to be three and zero. So my question is, are they going to start like trying to win these games when Kyle gets back? Try to be competitive and move away from like the whole Cam Williams route, or do you think they stay? I told you, I didn't. I told you before the season started. I do not think it's a realistic thing that the that the Cardinals end up with Kyler or with uh, Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Now, granted, we got a long way to go. Long way to go. Yeah. For, yeah. But realistically, they said Kyler is not going to be ready for Week Five. I'm pushing Kyler probably to like yeah. Week Eight. He won't be. I was going to say he probably won't be back till even like Week Nine. But I mean, hey. I own some Kyler. Excuse me. I own some Kyler Murray. I'll I'll take I'll take a week eight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like a they don't look that bad. No. It's just like the Seahawks last year when we said the Seahawks had the possibility of finishing as a bottom five team, and they come out and they they perform expect outperform expectations. Obviously, you look at the capital. Josh Dobbs obviously isn't wasn't the draft capital pedigree of Geno Smith. I get it. Cool. Yeah. The roster is not as talented in Arizona as it is as it is Seattle. But I don't hate this team. I it it's the heart. They're playing with a lot of heart. They're not a they're not there's there's no stupid football. They're not turning the ball over. Right. They're yeah. not they're not a top, you know, a top 15 team when it comes to the penalties. They're playing smart football. James Conner looks great. That's what I was going to touch on. I was going to say the heart of this offense is James Conner. He looks great this year. Looks great. And playing and great out there. Back-to-back touchdowns. My boy Hollywood. Hollywood. Flag, Hollywood, baby. Man. Hollywood. Marquise. But no, and that's what that's what I'm saying. And then you kind of touch. We'll we'll get to it maybe this one next podcast. I guess this week wouldn't be a great week to talk about the Bucks because – but kind of similar to the whole – I put them in the same conversation as, like, the Cardinals and Seahawks with, like, low expectations, but they've kind of, like, went over that. Yeah, they've risen. Um, sure. But, yeah, no, Cardinals, I don't know. I just don't – I think the whole Caleb Williams thing might be dead for me just based off how they've looked. They're not, they're not – They're not nearly anywhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. They're not that bad. They're not. No. No. I told I told you Caleb Williams was not going to end up in Arizona. 
I told you that. You asked the dynasty community. It was a lock in Caleb Williams going to the Cardinals next year. Right. And then they're shipping Kyler Murray right. out the door. The Kyler, Kyler was gone. Kyler was gone somewhere. I don't know. Um, I, I never stopped believing in Kyler. I just want that on record. No, I like Kyler. I just don't <laughs> like Kyler. I don't like Kyler after the Call of Duty's dropped. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, that's double three weekends, man. It's tough. It's tough as a fantasy owner. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. So shout out to them. Upset the Cowboys. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys have some questions to answer. We'll see. They have New England next week on the four thirty primetime game. What this week coming? We'll see. Got some questions to answer. Uh, another player I really, really want to talk about who looks phenomenal who I gave hatred to, and I apologize, <laughs> C.J. Stroud. That man looks great. Phenomenal. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's got two receivers that are producing legitimate numbers in fantasy, and Tank Dell it's and – It's three, bro. You're forgetting Bobby Nico. Trees. You're forgetting my boy Bobby Trees. <laughs> Fucking Bobby Trees. Actually, one of my late-round darlings all year. <laughs> but, yeah, Bobby. no, I mean, they're – look. CJ Stroud looks legit. And I don't want to speak too soon because it's only week three. But so far, maybe looking like the best quarterback. I mean, is you could you can argue Richardson, sure. That's why I say maybe. But dude, nah, pure running, pocket running a pure functional presence. offense and with Houston. Crazy. Pure, pure pocket passer, passer, pure presence, pure poise. Um, and his O line's not healthy yet. Right. He looks good, man. I'm telling you, he looks good. I mean, and the dude said, Get me Tank Dell. And Tank Dell is balling. He's, he's using him. <laughs> he's balling. Now, granted, I had some more um hopeful like hopefulness for Xavier Hutchinson. Hasn't hasn't come to fruition yet. But Nico looks good. Nico looks it's good. Great. Bobby Trees, a leader, a veteran presence looks good. Hey, it took it took CJ Stroud two games. To have more 300 yard passing, to have 300 passing yards than it took Justin Fields in 27 starts. I knew, that's where, I knew that's where you're going with that. I knew it. Oh, <laughs> it was good, man. See, yeah, you know, hey, man, to the CJ Stroud lovers, I'm sorry. I, I was wrong. As of now, I'm wrong, but he looks really good. I'm very impressed. Dude, that way better than I thought, except for the run game. Terrible. But quarterback, receivers, you know, the whole thing involved with CJ Stroud. Great. No Tunzel either. This it's it's great. Wait for him to get Tunzel back. See how this looks. It's it's really impressive. I can't I really can't believe CJ Stroud's already playing the way that he is. Giving me like 2020 Justin Herbert vibes. I, I, I was gonna let you say your thing. That was my next comment. Is like we're looking eerily similar to Justin Herbert start from a few years ago. My boy, my boy Jay Herb, you know what I mean? I still, I still yeah, to this. Oh, well, hold on. I just want to say real quick. I'm not in any way saying that CJ Stroud is going to be is Herbert. Herbert. No, 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 no. I don't. Want, I just want to strike that from my record real quick. But no, but I will say this. <laughs> well, I do want to ask you this question. Do you think the Chargers medical team did that on purpose to Tyrod Taylor? No, it's too fucked up. <laughs> you can't puncture a man's lung on purpose just to get a rookie out there. It is fucked up. It's fucked up. Fucked up. Um, I mean, did it work out for them? Yeah. Does the medical team 
not get as much hate because of Justin Herbert? Probably. That medical team for Chargers fans is probably fucking celebrated because of that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, buddy. Um, uh, Keep the train rolling, baby. Um, QB play. Excuse me. Um, another QB I planted my flag on was very high on Jordan Love. Let's talk. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. At, at this point, we're talking Jordan Love in a game where he was down 17 nothing to a pretty solid New Orleans defense. No Bakhtiari, no Aaron Jones, no Christian Watson. We can keep going on the list. Scores 18 unanswered. 18. Against poor Jameis Winston. Nah, half De- half Jameis, half Derek Carr. You know what I mean. Anyway, but I, I don't, I don't know how. You know what I mean? Like they, they're the mannerisms too, man. Like, have you seen some of these like handoff fakes and things like that? Like, you could tell he really watched Rogers play. Really, yeah, that's what. That's what I'm going to say. It's like you can really you can you can tell that he I mean he wasn't just sitting behind Rogers. He was he was there. He was learning. He you could, he you could his see his play. I mean, right now he's QB four. And right. it's 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 crazy. I nothing I could have ever expected. I mean, right. given Jordan Lugorn season, I knew he'd be good. I mean, the Packers are great with quarterbacks, but I, I thought at best case, maybe like top twelve. He's QB four right now. Yeah. And obviously this isn't something that I expect to continue. I expect him to have his peaks and his valleys. I expect him to struggle at times, Mm -hmm. but I mean, we're looking at it. We're looking at this man's already had, this man's already accounted for eight touchdowns this year to one, to one pick. Yeah. Uh, I can't expect him to go out and throw three touchdowns a game, every game. Not saying that, Mm -hmm. but remember too, like this is a young team, a very young offense. Outside of a veteran and Aaron Jones, you have two tight ends you drafted this year in Musgrave, Tucker Craft, mm-hmm. Christian Watson last year, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks. Yeah, um, Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, keep going down the list. Like, yeah, young offense, and they look they look pretty good. Jaden Reed actually looks. I mean, I jumped on his train late. I know that I was a little bit late on Jaden Reed, but State. he's uh yeah, you, I found him late in the draft process. Maybe a little bit too late in some of my drafts. And he looks pretty legit out there, man. Michigan State. Yeah, stand up, baby. <laughs> um, no, nah, I just wanted to bring that up, too. Phenomenal, phenomenal start for Jordan Love. Um, There's a lot of people hating on Jordan Love. A lot of people really hating on Jordan Love. And here we are. We're, here we are. We're here. It's, we're here. And it, like you said, I don't QB four to keep up. I don't think so. But he is a fine low end QB one, which is wild to say. But I mean, it's it's true based on what I've seen so far. I mean, he's put up more than twenty five points every game this week, every game this year. Well, depending on league scoring, but around that, yeah, he's solid. He's a great player. Excited. He's our QB two in our C two C league. <laughs> Good great. guy. What a guy. What a guy. Um, is there anything else you want to point out about week three, man? Seriously. We touched on a lot of things that I want to talk about. I'm trying to think if I'm missing out on something. We touched on Burrow. 
Plus America. There is one thing I want to say too. Um, I don't own Kyle Pitts, so I don't really care. But I do want to say one thing. Jonu Smith has more targets than Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rough. Rough. It's sad to say, but, like, maybe at this point, like, this might be a little bit on the hot, spicy side. I think Sam LaPorter over Kyle Pitts. I saw one the other day. It was, would you rather start Kate Otten or Kyle Pitts? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I thought to myself, man, I might go Kate Otten. <laughs> Kate Otten is extremely underrated. A great tight end, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. Yep. Um, um, can we just, just one second, just like no fantasy talk real quick. I think the Colts-Ravens game was maybe the most frustrating ending I've seen in a very, very long time in a football game. That was like neither of them wanted to win that game. I don't know what's going on. It looked like a tank off to me. The whole second half of the fourth quarter in the OT. What What's going on? I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> I was I was at work, so, like, I didn't catch it play by play. But I saw the run back, and it, no, it didn't look good. No, it, was, it, good. it was awful. The ending was terrible. And Lamar Jackson looked electric on the ground in the first half. Second half of the game, the wheels fell off. I do want to say something, though. Everybody uh, talked bad about Michael Pittman, but here we are. <laughs> the only wide receiver in the league to have eight catches or more in the first three weeks. I just want to say wide receiver 10. Huge PPR upside looking kind of good. <laughs> Eat that take if this keeps up. I'll tell you that. I hate I hate Michael Pittman. I've been speaking bad about him for three years now. <laughs> I know. I know there was no Marlon Humphrey. No, Marcus Williams. You know what I mean? But did you see him high point that ball Gardner Minshew threw? Yeah. That was beautiful, beautiful catch. How did, how did you miss that? That was all over everything. For... That was a beautiful catch. Yeah. Beautiful catch. The only catch I think was better this week was Mike Evans. Last, oh, you know, that one-handed? <laughs> that catch was unreal. <laughs> like I said, give, I, I tweeted it yesterday. I said, give Mike Evans it. I said, give Mike Evans a gold jacket, bro. Give him the fucking gold jacket. You can retire today. You got to give it to him, man. Gold jacket. Put him up. Put him up. And everybody and everybody had written off Mike Evans. And Not me. Are. Shit. I was drafting that man all over the place. Too, I love balls. Mike Evans. Me, send that man my way. He's the most consistent fantasy receiver. You know the crazy part is when we did that, when we did that dynasty draft at like mid like week two, going into week three. I still got Mike Evans in the 13th round of a dynasty draft. <laughs> I get it. He's old, right? Not like the greatest dynasty. But come on. That late round 13. He's starting as my second flex. <laughs> I mean, same in the league that I have him in. I mean, I'm in an 18-man league, and I'm, I, have, I have Mike Evans sitting in my flex spot. If that tells you anything about his ADP. It's Mike Evans, bro. It's I don't know what else to say. Like, give him a gold jacket. Right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Have a ceremony, have a ceremony next week. I don't care. Sure. Let him just keep playing. <laughs> um also too, uh just another thing. Kenny Pickett, first two touchdown game. Uh looked really good. 
has looked really good in the play action. So I so I just want to say I'm serious. He he's 14 to 16 out of the play action, over 10 yards per attempt, almost 146 passer rating. Uh, I really hope that Matt Canada starts to incorporate more play action, more rollouts, more things like that that fit Kenny's skill set. Um, and also, I want to bring up the fact that even though our O line still not gelled, hasn't looked great, uh, he was moving exceptionally well in the Vegas game. I remember two specific specific plays where he rolls out off his back off his back foot on a rollout, picks up fifteen. Uh, it just his extending the pocket looks great. I'm very happy with that. Um, George Pickens is really coming to life after the catch last year. It wasn't George Pickens' thing, but now his skill set, he's second in the league in 8.9 yards after the catch. He looks really good. Those two I'm excited about. Um, though, that is what I'm excited about. Also, we got Fryermuth going huge. Yeah. Huge integral part of our offense. Love that Fryermuth scored the other night. Love that he had more than five yards in a game. More, five, more than five yards in a game. You know, I mean, great. I'm very excited. Great game. We're going to go down to Houston, have another good game. I'm excited about it. Also, no fantasy relation. TJ Watt is the baddest defender on this planet. The baddest defensive player on this planet. I love how you, I mean, I'll let you talk your shit, but I love how you chose a week where Miles Garrett recorded three and a half sacks to say that he's the baddest. And he still has less sacks than TJ Watt. Where's Watt at already? You can tell me he's at, he have to be at over. Five and a half sacks. Six. He's at six. Oh, he's a half sack behind. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> Baddest man on this planet. No, I I agree. I agree. I just think, come on, man. You choose a weak word. Fucking Miles Garrett looks absolutely dominant out there. <laughs> you right. TJ had two sacks or so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, I love I, I love TJ Watt. I've been saying he's just right there with you. I mean, you're a Steelers fan. You know, I've been saying probably best defender in the league the last three years, four years, four years, three. Yeah. No, nah, I think four years ago is still Donald. So yeah, the last three he's been. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, two and one, we sit atop the division. Um, That's crazy. Just a quick timeout. Go on. Sorry. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Go down to Houston, see how this game goes. Uh, what's the week four? Then we have the Ravens. I'm excited. It's going to be a terrible game. The Ravens game or the Houston game? The Ravens game. Dude, all I'm saying is this. Lamar has one win in his in his career against the Steelers. Who know? That's rough. Hey, man, tricks are meant to be broken, though. But, hey, I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying it'll, it'll probably be a good, a good game. I, I root for Kenny Pickett, but I don't know, man. I'm still not convinced. I'm glad he had a good game, I'll tell you that. Dude, he's – that's what I said, like – Things that's that suit his skill set. Things that you you know, I mean, you have to do. The playmaking or the play calling has been so bland. Like it's just it, there's nothing that suits Kenny. Like you know, he's better on the move. You know, he loves to be on the move. You, he loves you know <clears throat> bootleg rollouts. He loves when the pocket slides left, pocket slides right. He can move. He's great on in the play action. He's completing over forty percent of his deep balls this year. He's got the two highest NFL. Uh, he's got the two longest NFL completions this season, and he did it in in the Vegas game. Wild! That bomb to Calvin Austin was a bomb. Yeah, well, seventy wow. yard did bomb. You know what I mean? So like, 
So bring, you know what I mean? Like do things like do things that incorporate him. Cause Jalen Warren has impressed me as a pass blocker as well. Like has looked really good in the backfield on third downs. Like not only as a receiver, but as a pass blocker, it looks really good picking up blitzes and protections and things. I've been very excited about that too. So, and even though Darnell Washington has yet to record his first NFL catch, he's, he's a mammoth of a man. He's doing what he was supposed to do in that aspect. Not with me, as long as he's doing his job. As long as he's just taking like, little blocks, man. Who that's, what I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, who cares, man? I watch <laughs> every minute of every Steelers game. Just do what Kenny does best. Get him moving. We've had it, dude. It it was a lot of fun to go back and, you know, do that. You know what I mean? Granted, we didn't look good against Cleveland. Defense outscores the offense, but guess what? The Vegas a little different. So just some things. Um, anything else you want to cover while we're here, buddy? Yeah, I think we wrapped everything up. I think we touched on all the points I wanted to hit on. Plus, um, I'm good. I mean, there's a few games we could that we didn't touch on, but I don't. I, don't oh, think I will just leave you with this: Tennessee Titans abysmally bad. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk about that. Good no, I just want to tell you they're abysmally bad. They're, so, they're bad. real quick. We got we're 50 minutes in, so let's just take one second. Um, Derrick Henry, I believe he got out snapped by Tajay Spears this week. Oh. No? Okay. I feel like I saw that. I am tripping. No. But, like, rough week for Henry. I think it's just because the Titans are just that. The O-line is terrible. They're awful. Whole thing, whole team's, whole team's tough, man. They need to go get Williams. Jesus, Lord, have mercy. I don't even want him to go there. They need a savior. That's all I know. It's not Ryan Tannehill. It's not Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) Bro, they they need to start by drafting a left tackle. (laughs) They suck. It's rough out here to be a Titans player. You're telling me they they cut Taylor Lewin in the offseason for what? Should have paid what? that man. Should have paid that man whatever he wanted based off what For I'm saying. What? <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. And their secondary is a they suck. Like, I mean, outside of Kevin Byard, you know, what I mean, do they look bad? Granted, they're still tough up front. We all know that. They're they've always been tough. But here we are. They have gotten cooked by every receiver they've played. So if you see Jamar Chase and T. Higgins this week go for a buck fifty apiece, do not be surprised. Yeah, this could this could be the week you see Jamar really get back in place. This is a big week for Burrow. We talked about it earlier. Big week, big, big week for Burrow to finally yeah, I mean, snap out get back into a groove. You know, I mean, Chase just had 140 plus. He hasn't scored yet. I, I that streak's broken this week. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So um other than that, man. I'm good now. For you. Yeah, let's do a let's do a little week four. Uh give me the winner of this game, Detroit at home against the Packers. Whew. First of all, what is this this is the Thursday game? This is the Thursday night game. Wow, what a great Thursday game. Remember, I, it's in Motown. I know. It's a good game, man. 
Part of me wants to see the Packers, dude, but I'm not really willing to bet on Jordan Love to be that guy just yet. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Excuse me. This is in Lambeau. I'm sorry. Oh. Got, the, got the location. Oh. Okay. Shit. Well, now I was about to say I'm not sure about Love on the road. At home, comfortable in his home stadium, the fans backing him. I was already on the fence, man. I'll take the Packers. I'll take I'll take the underdog. I'm I'm sure the underdog. Yeah. Home road splits. Remember, we talked about that with Jared Goff last year. It's a concerning thing. Um obviously Green Bay has a real shot to bring Christian Watson in this week. Aaron Jones back, Bakhtiari back. I think those are huge playmakers and huge uh, you know, just game changers and on a football field. And I think Green Bay has a better defense. I'm gonna take Green Bay. As well. both, I think both defenses are pretty, pretty fucking mid. But yeah, sure. Green Bay is great against the pass. They suck against the run. I'm gonna be honest with you about that. Yeah, no, it's, that's always been their problem though. For like the last three, four years, I feel yeah. like if Montgomery comes back from the thigh bruise, he might go for a buck fifty on the ground. <laughs> God sakes. So I'll, I'll take the pack. I'll take the pack. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the pack as well. I like what I see from Jordan Love. Big divisional game. I'm going to take Jordan Love. It's our C2C guy. It's our C2C guy, buddy. But on that note, man, I think I think it's time to get out of here, man. You know what I mean? It was great. 53 minutes. Uh, usually our podcast has been running anywhere from 30 to 40. But, man, we needed to get back to it. You really get back in the groove, man. We missed a week. Went over 13 minutes, probably 15 minutes, but we're all said and done. Whatever. We'll be here Saturday. Um, we will be Saturday night. Our first Saturday night of the of the season, so we'll be touching on like sit starts some stuff like that for you guys. Go yeah, ahead for the Sunday games and uh, yeah. looking forward to that. But for this episode, I think we're about wrapped up. Steven, you got anything to say to the people, buddy? Yeah, I want to start doing like a grab bag, like a mailbag type of thing, um, as well. So like, if there's any start sits you guys have for for Saturday going into Sunday morning, um, let's do it. Yeah. I'll tweet that out. Ryan, I'll tweet that out. Um, <clears throat> other than that, uh, again, check out our waiver wire edition article on RPO. RPO, yards per. Thank you for the platform. We appreciate it. Uh, again, I want to tell Ryan, I appreciate you for picking up the slack last week while I was going through. I was going through. Love you, buddy. On that note, we are out.